Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness. I am your host, Melissa Oatman from melissaoatman.com, and I am super excited about today's episode because we have a special guest with us. We have Miss Erin Claire Jones. She is a human design guide, and I have had so many of you reach out and ask me to please have someone on who is an expert in human design, and I listened. I went out, and thank you to Ginger, who gave me Erin's name, and I sought an expert in this field, so I cannot wait to jump in and see what exactly human design is all about and how Erin helps people by using human design. So stay tuned. If you are new to this episode, welcome. If you are returning, welcome back. So thank you, Erin, so much for being here with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to have you here because I know just a teeny, teeny, tiny bit about human design and basically just enough to be dangerous. So I cannot wait to hear from an expert today. Mm -hmm. Human design is pretty endless. So um, I'm so excited to share and hopefully make it a little bit more practical for people. Yeah, I love that. And I always like to just start with our guests by asking you just to tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey of how you got to where you are today using human design to help others um, improve their lives. Yeah, so I don't think I could have anticipated working with human design. That was definitely not the dream when I was young. Um, but, you know, I know we'll talk about it later, but human design, just for those familiar, is basically a system of understanding ourselves. It's a system based on our exact time, date, and place of birth that gives us our roadmap, our kind of unique blueprint to making decisions, working within teams, building businesses, all of it. Um, I you know, it was a very serendipitous journey. I started my career in kind of business. I was working with a lot of different startups and I was really kind of fascinated by how people could work better together. And I was observing kind of a lot of dysfunction. And on the side of that, I was always exploring different modalities. Like I've just always been so curious, both kind of on my own journey, but also supporting those close to me. And basically in 2015, I live in New York. I was sitting at a gathering and a stranger sat next to me and said, have you ever heard of human design? I said, not at all. Tell me everything. And he basically gave me like a little mini reading on the spot and my mind was blown. I felt like he kind of gave me a language for things I had always felt, but never really allowed myself to step into. Um, and I was living like the opposite of my design. And he ended that conversation by saying like, I think that we should do this together. I think you would be amazing at this. I think that we should build a company together. I was like, what is going on? Um, and he'd been studying human design for 10 years. So I actually did end up then actually just saying yes, not immediately, but after a little bit of time, I think I was so pull to human design, because even though it's very mystical and the fact that it's based on our birth information, the information itself is so practical. Um, so then I built the business with them for two years and, um, and then launched my own practice in 2018. And it's been a wild roller coaster ever since it's been amazing. I think when I first started, no one had any idea what human design was. It was so foreign. It was so out there. And like really in the past three years, we've seen it blow up in such a big, amazing way. So um, it's been so much fun to share it. And I think my orientation is always towards just making the system as practical and empowering and kind of accessible as it could be. I love that. I love when people take information that might seem overwhelming to others, but are able to make it meaningful and break it down in a practical way so that everyone can have access to it and use it to make their lives better. So I this is probably a loaded question, but where do you start with human design? So what exactly do you do? Yeah. How do you work with people? So my work with people is really just helping them understand their own unique blueprint so they can use it in their life, use it in their life. You know, not everyone's going to want to study human design. And I so understand that it's more about like how to make it just a tool that they can use. So um, human design gives us so much information, but probably the best place to start is through their type. 
and kind of understanding how they best use their energy. Um, and in terms of how I work best with people, it's either through sessions, but also I offer kind of written guides to your unique design, which is a great place to get started. But, um, but yeah, understanding your type and how you're designed to make decisions is really powerful. And so how do you determine your type? I know it has to do with your birth date and where like all of that. So yeah. how do you do that? So you can look it up. Um, I'm sure we can put it in the show notes, but the link is erinclairjones.com slash lookup and you need your time, date and place of birth. And basically it's going to output like a really wild looking chart and it's not very intuitive to understand. I sort of warn people don't run away, um, but then you can look at your type. So for example, your projector, there are five different types, manifesting generators, generators, projectors, reflectors, and manifestors. Very interesting. Okay. So uh, more about the projector. If I'm that type, exactly. <laughs> what does that mean? Um, so projectors are really here to be the leaders, the guides, the advisors, the teachers, not here to do all the doing. So much of the gift of being a projector is being so wise about and sensitive to other people and like really kind of knowing how to ask the right questions that kind of just like help them know what, how they can kind of use their energy best. Um, as a projector, I'm also a projector. You're not really here to be a consistent doer. You know, you might find that your energy like operates in ebbs and flows. So it's ideal to kind of be in a career where you're not like doing, doing, doing all day long. Um, and your strategy is all about kind of waiting to be recognized and invited in. I think because you bring such a kind of powerful perspective and such a powerful sensitivity to other people, it's so important to kind of work with and be intimate with people that like really recognize you, really value, kind of really treasure you. How does that feel to you? That makes total sense. <laughs> yeah, but also just so you know, the majority of the population, there are generators, manifesting generators, like doers, builders, creators, ones that have such tremendous creative energy to like make things happen and have to like really use up their energy to kind of feel satisfied at the end of the day. And there's so much more than that to them. But again, as projectors, we've so often like been trying to keep up with everyone else. So really kind of understanding that your gift is so much beyond what you can do is really powerful. So how, yeah, tell me more about how that resonates with you <laughs> or does not. No, it, do, it totally resonates with me because I find myself, um, going back and forth between ideas of things that I want to do that are really more on the leadership spectrum and having, so we were talking before the show started that I'm a teacher and that for me, a lot of that is not becoming satisfying anymore mm. because we're being asked to do more and more and more and more with less yeah. recognition and, um, less creativity, honestly, I feel like, you know, it just, when I first started, it was very different, but now what mm. it has become is moving away from what I feel aligned with and connected with. Um, I still love the kids. I still love the, you know, the passionate part of connecting with them and that kind of thing, but I don't feel connected to all of the, you have to have this done by this time and that, you know, all this yeah. of everything. So that makes sense. And for mm -hmm. me, what I really, really love doing is coaching people and connecting with people and, and also doing yeah. podcasts. So that makes total sense. Yeah. And projectors are often such natural, like coaches and therapists and like just guides because they're so good at like asking the right questions. And you've actually got a part beyond your type and your design where you're like such a natural listener. And so like, you might find that you kind of just like pull stories out of people, which probably makes you amazing as a podcast host, but you know, can be so beautifully kind of applied in a setting like that. Really interesting. Okay. Yeah. So tell us more. So, um, do you want to hear about the other types briefly? Yeah. Let's run through those really quickly. 
Cool. So um, generators and manifesting generators are like the doers, the builders, the creators, the ones that really have like the energy and the life force to make it happen. And so much of the work for both of them is around prioritizing their own satisfaction, their own excitement and knowing the more lit up they are, the more impact they have. And I think one of the lessons for both of these types is just boundaries. People can like sense their vitality. So they want them to do like everything. And so really like learning to kind of treat your joy as the primary thing and like saying yes, as much as you can to the things that really do excite you. And manifesting generators often kind of are quite multi-passionate, not really meant to kind of just be in one lane. So really kind of giving themselves permission to reinvent, pivot themselves, do pivot, sorry, and do multiple things at once. And generators are kind of more about like mastery and going deep, but so many similarities. And what I would share about both of them is that like their strategy in human design is magnetism. They're not really meant to kind of chase after things or they kind of meant to let things come and spark their gut before they go after it. Then we've got manifestors. They're kind of the innovators, the initiators, the ones that are here to kind of get the ball rolling, get things started. They also might find their energy operates in kind of ebbs and flows like me and you. Um, and they're not really here to be told what to do or manage or guided in any way, like here to feel a sense of freedom and autonomy and control. And their strategy is about initiating, kind of making the first move um, and keeping the people around them kind of in the loop of what they're choosing. And the final type, and this is obviously so high level, the final type is a reflector. And these people are kind of our collective mirrors, people that are very sensitive to their physical space and kind of always taking things in and magnifying it. So you get a really good sense of a team, a community, a company, just by how their reflector is showing up. So it's so important for them to be so ruthless about the people they're spending time with and the places they're spending time in. Um, and the magic of reflectors is in their fluidity. There might, they might have periods where they feel like a projector, like a generator, like a manifesting generator. And their job is never to be just one thing or figure out like their one purpose, but to kind of embrace whatever feels like them that day. Wow, that's really interesting. Yeah. So just high level, but type kind of speaks how we best use our energy. But as I said, there's so much underneath that. That's really, I mean, it's, there's so much to wrap your head around sometimes, but I know definitely with the type that you mentioned that I was makes a lot of sense. So how can somebody use this information that they get from their human design to help them in their daily lives? I think that with human design, you're so rarely telling people anything they don't know. You're just giving them a language for everything they do know. You're like, yeah, I am really great with people. I am really smart about people. I would be a great coach. You know, like I think it more just gives us permission to step into it. And so just if we use the example of you, like I think knowing our type is like, okay, I'm not designed to be a doer. Like I'm actually a much better like leader and guide and coach than I'm a doer. Um, and then knowing your strategy, like I would say for you, you're not really designed to chase after things. Like you're going to kind of wait to be invited in and recognize, and you can put yourself out there through the podcast and other mediums, but kind of really actually only engaging with the people that really see you. So I think kind of beginning to play with those things in your life. And then finally, knowing your inner authority in human design, which is basically around how you make decisions. And for you, it's very like spontaneous, impulsive, kind of very intuitive driven. So I think even just knowing those three pieces, type is like how you use your energy strategy, how you create the right opportunities and inner authority, how you make the best decisions. Um, but I think we can use it in every part of our lives in terms of like how we build a business that actually works for us or how we parent in a way that's sustainable for us or how we collaborate with a type that's really different than us, you know? You know, I think it just gives us a framework of like how we can actually do things in a way that will uniquely work for us. Because I think so often we witness how others do it and we try to do it like them and it doesn't work for us in the way it did for them because like we're just wired differently. And so the magic of human design is just helping us kind of understand our own wiring. 
Yeah, that's really interesting because you make a good point. A lot of people will see, well, this person so-and-so started this business or they did this. Yeah. I'm not seeing the same success that they are, but we're doing things exactly the same way, which is why I think a lot of those cookie cutter approaches don't work because you have to totally. know what your strengths are, know, and in this particular case, know what your different components of your human design are in order to help you make better decisions. Totally, totally. And just do things in a way that's like more aligned. And like, just to give you even a more tactical example about, because it's like, we can talk about human design generally, but it's so specific to the person that, you know, it's just yeah. like, it obviously makes more sense in context. But like, for example, for you, you know, you're very much designed to make decisions, like I said, like intuitive and in the moment. Um, and like, whereas I meant to sleep on things and really take my time. But what I could imagine would be challenging for you is that you've got a really like active and very powerful mind and you're really here to kind of inspire others with all your ideas, but you probably like, and maybe this doesn't happen, but like you might get taken off track if you try to like make sense of your own life and make decisions with your mind. Cause you can probably convince yourself in or out of anything. And so much of your work is around kind of tuning into your intuition and letting that guide you and letting your mind just be a source of inspiration for other people. So it also helps kind of helps us understand what are those challenges that might show up. And like, I would say for you, how can you really trust your intuition as like your greatest guide and really kind of let your mind just be a playground for like sharing your ideas and inspirations with the world. Do you feel that? Yeah, I do. Oh. I, I always have the problem of I have 50,000 things that I'd like to do. Yeah. And it is totally about knowing which direction to go and focusing and prioritizing because there's just so much mm -hmm. that can be done. Yeah. And I think for you, it's really like tuning in your intuition to kind of know which ideas are worth your energy, but also knowing that you're not here to do it all alone. You know, I think so much of being a projector is like really honing in on like the avenue where we offer the most value. Like for me, it's like just like working with people and then really like finding support for the rest, you know? And I think that like for me, building a business as a projector, that was everything. Cause I used to be like, I should be great at marketing and biz dev and just like all this stuff. And I'm like, what are just human design, you know? And then like really kind of partner with the right people. So I think like just really kind of honing what that thing is for you. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And now this would probably be really helpful for people who are parents as well, knowing the kind of human design their child has and oh, yeah. knowing their own and helping them to effectively communicate and parent their child. Yeah. <laughs> Big time. You know, I think that they're like, I actually fell in love with human design because of its application to teams and kind of helping us work better together. But I would say probably the most powerful application of human design is parenting, you know, because I think, and whatever age, you know, I think when you just start to understand that like your kid might operate so differently than you, the better, like, for example, like, you know, I talked about manifesting generators being like the multi-passionate creators and doers, and they have all this like amazing energy to get things done fast. And, like they've got to use it up. And so if you're a manifesting generator, parenting a projector like you, if you're expecting your projector kid to keep up, you're probably gonna be really disappointed. But if you kind of like know that their energy will ebb and flow, you give them space when they need it. Like you really actively invite them in, you recognize their value, you kind of invite in their perspective is probably gonna feel so much better. And so it's really such a powerful tool in families. And I think that like, I feel we actually express our design the most purely when we're young, you know? And I think then we kind of get conditioned out of it. And then we discover it later. We're like, oh my God, I was so showing up that way. And then I talked myself out of it. So I think the earlier we introduce it, the better. I can't tell you how often I've sat with people and they're like, I wish I knew this 20 years ago, <laughs> you know? Yeah, because that would have affected everything people do, including the types of careers that they chose and what they 100%. studied. And yeah, I can totally see that. 
Yeah. Yeah. It, it's so cool in parenting. And I think that it really is. So I love hearing little stories because like, it's like two and three and they like observe it so immediately. And I think again, human design just gives us a language for what we're already feeling. So often it's just like, oh, I'm seeing all of this, but now you've given me the framework to just like know exactly how to work with it and how to kind of communicate with them best. Yeah, I can totally see how that would be helpful because I know for my own self, my son and I are totally different styles. Totally. I know we are. Um, and I don't even know what his human design is, but I know it's completely yeah. different because we definitely, my expectations of what I thought he should do were so different. So it would have been nice to know that and know like, oh, well, with this particular human design style, this communication style is better or, you know, do this, not this, that would have been a lot easier for me. Totally. And I know it can feel so like so much because there is so much information, but again, the information it offers can be so tactical in terms of being like, they make decisions this way. It's best to communicate with them this way. Like ask them specific questions, not open-ended ones, you know, like invite them in. So, or like they might be really impacted by your stress, be aware of that, you know? So I think that like, I think the magic is kind of making this stuff really practical, you know, because I think there's a lot of amazing systems out there with a lot of amazing information, but so often we become so overwhelmed by the information. We have no idea what to do with it. And so I think so much of the magic of human design is like not only giving us the self-knowledge, but also like the more actionable tools to actually bring it into our life. So if you have somebody out there who is a novice and they have no idea what you're talking about, <laughs> And only this is their first, you know, intro to human design. What do you think is the most important thing for that person to look at as far as their human design? Mm -hmm. I think the most, um, and I, and I will talk at the end, I have some, like, definitely some offerings that break things down, but I would say just knowing your type and your strategy and your authority can be transformational. There is so much underneath that, but often that information is the most impactful. And like, as a reminder, your type is how you use your energy best. Your strategy is how you create opportunities for yourself and your inner authorities around how you make decisions. So just implementing and playing and experimenting with those three can be huge. And you can always go back for more and learn more because all there are so many other layers that are useful, but like just those three pieces can be so impactful. Yeah, because when I've gone and looked before, the information that's out there is just like overwhelming everything that's in the chart. And that's why I ask, because I'm thinking, you know, I don't want anyone to be overwhelmed, but what's the best way, you know, to just jump in and look and so, it's good mm -hmm. for them to know like oh i need to go in and look at these three things right away and just kind of see how that know those exactly and like on my instagram i really just like share things for those things like for your type for your authority so it's just like okay this is a reminder for my type great you know so i just think it's like and it can feel simple but it's so like i'm still working with all three of those things all the time you know and so i really like i would just start there like i know it's tempting sometimes to like want to understand all the numbers like i would just say with time those things can be really useful but not until you kind of first begin to embody those three yeah and that's it's already a lot of information just to sort of take in but um, I can see how why those three things would be super useful and helpful and informative when totally. making decisions and and like you said it would have been nice if we had all been taught this when we were I know. in school <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly it's just like oh this person learns this way like and and I think and just to give people examples you know I talked about you making decisions based on your intuition in the moment like 
people like me need to sleep on things. Some people need to talk things out. Some people it's all about like their gut feeling in the moment. Like there's just so many variations. And I think, again, there's so much power in understanding how we operate, but also how those around us operate. You know, I think that like, we just get so tripped up when we try to be like them or expect them to be like us, just, it doesn't work. You know, I think human design more than anything else is just around understanding how we uniquely operate and how to kind of best support those that are different than us. Yeah, because, you know, you may be working with someone that wants a decision and you're the type that needs to sleep on it. You need to have time. So that's going against your whole um, design. And it can be difficult to work with someone in a space if you don't know that, oh, wait, they need 24 hours to be able to think about it, sleep on it. And then with someone like me, if someone is saying they need a decision, you know, I think it's important to understand that if you are trusting your intuition and that is the way that you make your decisions, it's important to know that because there's so many people who don't listen to their intuition. And yet, if that is the main way that you are supposed to make your decisions and you're not doing it because you're not trusting, Mm -hmm. then that becomes a problem. Totally. You know, and I think we so rarely... I think most of us are all like in our head, like putting pro con lists and trying to rationalize it. And actually none of us are meant to do it that way. And, and when I say that, it's not to undervalue the power of the mind. It's just that our minds are so powerful that we can likely convince ourselves in or out of anything. And so we all kind of have a deeper knowing that is actually like so accessible and we kind of start to cultivate that connection. And it's like the gut, the intuition, the talking things out, the sleeping on it. And it just is like a more reliable way of really kind of assessing what's right for you and when. You know, and I think that can be a little bit scary to trust, but I know that in my own journey, like just trusting that has been made all the difference. Yeah, absolutely. And I can also see how this could be a benefit too if you're working with, like, if you're a parent and you're working with your child, or even if you're a teacher and working with children, to know that if they are the type that needs to think about things, mull things over to give them their space. And I think that is the one thing with parenting that a lot of times we miss is we want them to respond to us right away. Mm. And what I tell you right away. And some kids do need that time to process and to come back and be able to get their thoughts together. Totally. You know, and another actually really cool area to explore, obviously we can't dig into it now is like, we all have areas in our design where we're the most sensitive to others and also areas where we impact others the most with. And so just for example, like one of the areas where you are the most sensitive is to like other people's emotions, you know, and it makes you such an amazing empath. And it can also be overwhelming at times, you know, and like boundaries is so important for you here, but like, I don't know the design of your son, but like, he might have a design where he actually just projects out his emotions and you just take them in and amplify them, you know? And so it's just like, so important to understand these dynamics. So we don't kind of take these things personally. We just kind of understand when we need space and what we're feeling and whose it is. And like, I think that's been so powerful in sessions that kind of really help people understand that because I think that it's so easy to get lost in all the stuff that's on our own. Yeah. And that's so totally how it was between the two of us too, is he is like someone who projects his emotions and just says what he thinks and feels at the time. And I am very sensitive to that. And so like, I would still be thinking about something somebody said to me like years later, (laughs) like remember when you said that to me, because it's true. I do take on the emotions of other people and take it personally. And that's one thing that I've had to learn how not to do as I've gotten older is number one, not to take everything so personally. And number two, to protect my energy so that I'm not being drained by everyone around me. Totally. And especially like, I know you're teaching all day, like, 
time alone is going to be so important for like everybody, but I would say so, especially for you, because you're taking in so much, you know, and so kind of having that time and space to just kind of like disconnect from everything that's not yours is so nourishing. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking about this the other day, we get a prep at school and so it's an hour and in your classroom or whatever, so you can prepare your lessons and grade and do whatever you need to do. And this year, and it's happened to me another year too, they put someone in my room during my prep. So there are other students in there. And I just thought to myself today, like, I just need space. Like I need my space. Like I just need to be alone. <laughs> I need that time to not be around people so I can get my thoughts together and clear my energy because it is very overwhelming. Even if you're not teaching just to have other people in your space is oh, yeah. hot. Yeah, I think having your own space to just pull back away into is so key, yeah. you know? So yeah, it, it is, I actually, for the your design, like, and I know people like don't really have their own offices that much these days, but I really do recommend people like have their own space if they can with that. Because again, it's just like being in the field of other people all the time can be like amazing when it feels really good, but it can also be really overwhelming, you know? Yeah, it, it is. And it's important to set sort of some healthy boundaries and that when you're working with people. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of people take that for granted, like they don't realize how important it is to step away and to not be available 24 seven for people. Totally. Yeah. It's just not sustainable. And like another big area of learning for all projectors and manifestors and reflectors is just being super overzealous, just like not knowing when to stop and just going and going and going. And so I think so much of the lesson is like knowing when enough is enough and like knowing when to pull back and just knowing when to stop, you know, yeah. and knowing kind of when to do absolutely nothing if you can. Yeah, that's a really hard one for me. And there have been a couple of times this year that I just said to myself, like, you have to just take a couple of days and just not do anything. And there's that guilt of like, oh, I should be doing this or I should be doing that. And it's definitely for me uh, difficult to realize that not doing something is not not being productive. It's self-care. And that oh my god so restorative i know i used to feel like even as a projector like rest had to be super productive i was like okay i'm gonna like take a course and study this thing and i'm just learning like <laughs> what if i do nothing you know like and just really kind of giving myself that like ultimate permission to like deeply rest yeah i'm learning more and more the older i get how important that is and to not feel guilty about that because before you'd sit down and think okay well i'm not doing anything when i could be doing this i could be doing that i should work on that and yeah. now I'm just realizing the power of doing nothing. Oh, what a gift. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's so totally. for so many people, but it's so important. It's so, and I, I work with so many projector parents and like, I think that, you know, especially when their kids are young, like they might not really have that space, but I'm even just like going to the bathroom and laying down for two minutes, that can make a big difference. Like just like removing and like just giving yourself a little bit of space is so essential. Yeah. And as a parent of twins, when they were little, that was a really difficult thing because it's like, you're always doing something. There's always something going on. And just that little bit of time. That's why my mom used to laugh at me and she would call me like, she was, she was like, you're like, my kids had to take a nap. They had to, and they're like, you're not getting out of them taking a nap because that was my time then to yeah. escape a little bit and, and do what I needed to do. So she would laugh and say, yeah, your kids are never gonna, they'll be taking naps when they're 17. That's great. Yeah. 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 So 
Um, what other ways do you work with people using human design to really help them? Like how, how can you use it to really work with them and help them live their best lives? Yeah, I think my work with people is really about kind of giving them tools around their own design that they can kind of use in their businesses and relationships and lives, you know, and things that are really like oriented towards the practical. So um, one of the main ways that I work with people is I have something called the blueprint, which is basically like a 55 plus page, but it sounds overwhelming. It's actually like kind of more like a book, like written guide to your unique design. And so it kind of walks you through all the key pieces and like, just like with tools and suggestions. And it's like very much meant to be just like a resource manual to use. So that's like a really beautiful way to just like get started and also have a thing that you can keep returning to. And then um, I sit with a lot of people in sessions and kind of walk them through everything and explore how they can use it in their life. And I think also another powerful way to use human design, like we're talking about is in relationships. So I do a lot of partnership sessions, team sessions to kind of really just help people understand how best to kind of work with and support people that are really different than them and also how to kind of best be supported by them. That's really cool that because I would think that is, you know, we're talking about children and parent relationships, but I would imagine that you see a lot of not incompatibility, but just maybe miscommunication with couples who have different oh, totally. Plans. Totally, you know, because it's, it goes back to like, why are you more like me? You know what I mean? Or like, yeah. why am I not more like you? And I just think we make each other so wrong for it, you know? And I think when we just like, understand the differences. Like I'm a projector, my partner's a generator. Like we are different in actually every possible way in our design. And if we expected similarity, it'd probably be quite frustrating. But I think because we appreciate how different we are, it's actually so magical, you know, because we don't make each other wrong for that. So I think it really just like helps kind of reveal what the energetic dynamics are underneath it all and kind of how best to support each other and like not take things personally. Like even the example I shared of you kind of being very empathic, my partner's very similar. Whereas I, it might be like your son. I like project out my emotions. Like I'm feeling good. People around me will feel good. When I'm feeling low, I also felt like, and it's been a really big lesson for me to kind of know, know the impact that I have. So kind of knowing when to be around others and when not to, and for him to like, know that like, I just go through these emotional waves and it's not about taking things personally or helping me figure them out. Like he just knows when to take space. So I think it really is such a powerful tool and relationship to just like create more compassion and understanding and connection. And I think actually by understanding how different we are, we're brought so much closer together. Yeah, I love that. I can totally see how that would be very helpful to really support the relationship, honestly, because again, totally. it's like another thing that we should have learned in school. Totally. Communication happens all the time. And a lot of it is just, you have different, it's like you're speaking different languages. I know, no? I know. It's yeah. yeah, it is. And it's just like in human design just like gives us the roadmap. I love that. So if someone wants to work with you, I know you already shared that you have the blueprint, but let's say someone wants to work with you or they want to follow you. Um, yeah. What's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, I am Erin Claire Jones everywhere. So I share a lot on Instagram at Erin Claire Jones. My website is ErinClaireJones.com. And so the blueprint and all the session stuff is there. Um, and we have a discount code. So you're welcome to use the discount code AWAKEN for the blueprint. And I also have a, a workshop called Flow coming up and it will also apply to that. Awesome. And I'm gonna have all of those links in the show notes too. So you can go there and click directly on the website link and click on the discount code so that you can take advantage of that. I love that. Thank you so much for offering that to my listeners. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah. 
So this has been such a great and interesting conversation. And one of the things that I always like to ask our guests is to leave our listeners with one little bit of wisdom. I know you've given us a lot already to think about today, but if there is one piece of advice you could give our listeners today, what would that be? I think that whether or not you choose to kind of dive into human design, I think it's just a reminder that we all do things differently. You know, that the roadmap for each of us will look unique around how we parent and partner and and work and all of it. And I think the more we honor that, the more flow we'll find in our lives. And I think the more we resist that, the more challenging it will be. So I just think it's just kind of like trying on this idea that it's like, I'm wired differently than my partner and my colleague and my kid. And like, how can I just have a little bit more compassion and grace around that? Because I think that really, when we start to understand these things, it really, like I said, I think it brings us a lot closer together. Awesome. And what were the three main um, components of human design, the types that people needed to focus on They're just jumping into it? So looking at your type, your strategy, and your inner authority. And every type will have the same strategy. So really, you just need to look at your type and your inner authority. Awesome. So yeah, I highly recommend you guys going and doing that and checking out Erin's website today because this has been super informative and everything she said about me is spot on. Oh, I'm so glad. Thank you so much for being here with us. Such a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I want to thank all of you for being here with us today as well. As always, if you like this podcast, please subscribe. Please leave a positive review from wherever you're listening. And the greatest compliment you can pay me is to share this podcast with anyone you think might enjoy it. Don't forget to follow me on social media. I go live Mondays at 630 Central on Facebook, where I do a free card reading. If you show up for the live, I'll pull a card especially for you. You can also join me on Patreon if you want to listen to episodes five days a week instead of three days a week. The link for that is in the show notes. And there's also behind the scenes how we record this podcast. And also you can work with me if you go to melissaoatman.com. There you'll see all the services I offer. I want to thank you guys so much. As always, I hope you're having a beautiful day from wherever you're listening. I'm sending you so much love and light, and I will talk to you soon. Bye, guys.